0: Welcome to the world beyond the tale, the Page a Day American Gods podcast. I'm your host, James, and today we're reading page 161. Somewhere in America, New York scares Salim, and so he clutches his sample case protectively with both hands, holding it to his chest. He is scared of black people, the way they stare at him, and he is scared of the Jews, the ones dressed all in black with hats and beards and side curls. He can identify, and how many others that he cannot. He is scared of the sheer quantity of the people, all shapes and sizes of people as they spill from their high, high, filthy buildings onto the sidewalks. He is scared of the honking hullabaloo of the traffic, and he is even scared of the air, which smells both dirty and sweet and nothing at all like the air of Oman. Salim has been in New York, in America, for a week. Each day he visits two, perhaps three different offices, opens his sample case, shows them the copper trinkets, the rings and bottles, and tiny flashlights, the models of the Empire State Building, the Statue of Liberty, the Eiffel Tower, gleaming in copper inside. Each night he writes a fax to his brother-in-law, Faud, at home in Muscat, telling him that he has taken no orders or, on one happy day, that he had taken several orders. But as Salim is painfully aware, not yet enough, even to cover his airfare and hotel bill. For reasons Salim does not understand, his brother-in-law's business partners have, looked, have booked him into the Paramount Hotel on 46th Street. He finds it confusing, claustrophobic, expensive, alien. Faud is Salim's sister's husband. He is not a rich man, but he is in, but he is the co-owner of a small trinket factory, making knickknacks from copper, brooches, and rings, and bracelets, and statues. Everything is made for export to other Arab countries, to Europe, to America. Salim has been working for Faud for six months. Faud scares him a little. The tone of Faud's faxes is becoming harsher. In the evening, Salim sits in his hotel room, reading his Quran, telling himself that this will pass that his stay in the strange world is limited and finite. His brother-in-law gave him a $1,000 for miscellaneous traveling expenses, and the money, which seemed so huge a sum when he first saw it, is evaporating faster than Selim can believe. When he first arrived, scared of being seen as a cheap Arab, he tipped everyone hand. And that's our page. I think I referred to this section as coming to America previously. It's actually somewhere in America, so it's happening parallel to Shadow's story, not in a previous time. Plus, we just met Mr. Ibis, and so we don't want to be looking over his shoulder when he writes those Coming to America chapters, huh? No? Yeah, Mr. Ibis is the one that writes the Coming to America chapters, and feasibly the book as a whole. I guess he could actually be narrating these as well, couldn't he? Well, we'll let's figure it out when we get back to them. For now, the story functions as kind of... It's, it's actually a bit of a Coming to America and a Somewhere in America chapter at the same time, but I guess we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Salim is in America, working for his brother-in-law Faud, selling trinkets and tourist items. He's from Oman, a small Arab country at the mouth of the Persian Gulf. Its capital is Muscat, and is bordered by the United Arab Emirates, Saudi Arabia, and Yemen. The country itself has a population of about 4.5 million people, which is about half of what New York City has. At least, at the time of the writing, I think it would have been a little bit less, but about 8, eight or so million people in New York City. I can understand, certainly, why Salim is feeling a bit overwhelmed by the number of people. The Paramount Hotel in New York City is a block away from Times Square. It was built in 1928 and was designed by Thomas W. Lamb, an architect mostly known for his theater designs, featured mostly in New York, Connecticut, Massachusetts, and a few other scattered places around the U.S., though mostly it seems to be in the East Coast or the Northeast of America. Most famously, the Academy of Music in New York City, the Hippodrome in New York City, the Orpheum Theater in Boston, and the third Madison Square Garden, which I actually never knew before this that there was more than one. Anyhow, current pricing on the Paramount doesn't seem too terribly high in this internet age. A couple of deal sites have it for $110 and 160 a night, while booking through the hotel itself is about 170 a night. And that, I mean, that I'm not saying that's inexpensive. I'm saying that's cheap. But I swear I've seen a lot more expensive places in New York City when I used to live on the East Coast and would from time to time travel there. I guess Salim being centrally located could make his sales better, but... I also wonder, yeah, you could probably put him a few blocks in any direction and save some money. Another page where I've had to check my internal timeline of the book, since Salim sends a fax every day to report on his progress. Cell phones could have been more prevalent a few years later, but... For now, yeah, I mean, calling internationally until I think the mid-2000s was ridiculously expensive. Even at this point, he could have probably had a cell phone, but... I, I try to imagine how much that would cost and I can't imagine it would be less expensive than sending a fax, but I have no point of reference on this exactly, just my own memory of the time, which is fuzzy at best. As he reads the Quran, he tells himself that time in this strange world is limited. I know he means New York City and America, but man, is this also on Earth? I guess it could be. I, I kind of think of, I kind of remember back to to my my time as a Christian growing up, where the promise of heaven kind of being the eternal and our veil of tears here on earth being the the limited time that we were here. But I wonder if this is, well, I was gonna say I wonder if it's in the Bible, but that just shows, yeah, I was very Catholic. We did not read the Bible. Final note on the page, Salim is a given name meaning safe, healthy, secure, and or intact. So let's keep an eye on that as we read through this little section of the chapter here. Get in touch with the show at theworldbeyondthetail at gmail.com and on Twitter at worldbeyondpod. Thank you to Julian Granganage for his version of St. James Infirmary Blues, which we use as our theme. And thank you for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another page, and remember, only the gods are real.